part of my responsibility, part of my gifting as a shepherd, as an apostolic leader, is to bring in the full five-fold ministry. Uh, Jesus said he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints. And so my mind, the way that I think, and the way that what comes out of my heart is the equipping, the preparing, the helping for you as the people of God to do the work of the ministry. And part of that is to bring in the full five-fold ministry into this pulpit. And so sometimes there are, you know, when we have guest speakers or guest ministers, people will say, well, you know, it's good for the pastor to get a break. Don't get me wrong. That is good. It is good for me to get a break. I need to get that break. But that's not the reason I do it. That's not the only reason. I do it to expose everyone to different sides of different giftings because this is not guru leadership. This is not about one man. The only one man this is about is the Lord Jesus Christ. And even he said, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of the Father that sent me. And so what I want to do is to bring in those giftings, bring in those anointings to help all of us be exposed to something other than just Tifton, Georgia. And so he is no stranger. He came last year and he's here again. But, you know, there are people in your life that are uh, acquaintances. And then there are people in your life that are friends. And then there are people in your life that are brothers. And Thaddeus is a brother. Thaddeus and I went to Bible school. We went to seminary together. Uh, we were going through pictures the other week. And I got to show you that picture that we found. Found a picture of him sleep on the couch in our little old apartment that we found this couch on the side of the road. You know what I'm saying? Because when, you, when you're in college, you're broke. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> so you do whatever you can do. And so it has, been a, uh, it has been a friendship that has been for 15, almost 16 years uh, that God, and, every, and we don't always talk. Lord have mercy, we go sometimes six or eight months uh, without talking. But when we start, when we talk, we pick right back up where we left off. And some people have a stronger anointing in certain areas. And, uh, and Thaddeus is a teacher. He's a preacher, but he's a teacher. He also has an anointing to call you at the most inconvenient late-night time that he can, don't you? He always called, but he has always been there, has always been a brother of the Lord. So I want you to stand with me, and I want you to give a warm, new covenant, honoring welcome to Pastor Thaddeus Proctor. Praise the Lord. You heard me? All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. You, I was going to say you may have your seats, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to be here. Amen. And, uh, and God has been good uh, this past year and, and one month. It's been a year and a month since I've been here. And I thank God. Amen. And as, as Lawrence said, we've been, been friends and, and brothers in the Lord. And, and just we just connected uh, when we were up there at Bible school. And um, God was so good. And um, there's some people... Uh, that God places in your life just for a season. And then there are those that God connects you with for a lifetime. And those connections are important. Those connections are valuable. And you should learn to uh, uh, place a value in those, um, in the times that you have together. Time, time is the only gift that God gave you 
that you can exchange for anything else that you desire in your life. Let me say that again. Time is the only thing that God gave you to exchange for anything else that you desire in your life. He says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a place for all things. And then in, in Thessalonians, he said, redeem the time. Or as another translation says, make the most of your time because the days are evil. Anything that you do not have in your life that you may have desired, you have been unwilling to exchange your time to obtain it. Time is the only thing that God gave you that you can exchange for anything that you desire in your life. And anything that you do not have in your life that you desire, you have been unwilling to exchange your time to obtain it. It takes even time to express your need to God. It takes time just to, just, if you want his presence, you just bless him and magnify his name. From the holla to the, to the luya, time passes. But anything that you desire in your life, if you will give time to it, I mean, you can obtain it. And so it's, it's important that we, we, we value our time. And so I always, um, I, I just I value the time uh, that I spend with Lawrence and April and, and the family. It's, um, and then just, just talking with them on the phone. It's always encouraging. It's always helpful, uh, stirring. And so um, I just want to just, uh, just thank God for, for him and his, and his family. They've just been so good, good to me since I've been here. And uh, they just do whatever. They say, well, what do you want to do? Amen. And so we, a lot of those things involve her cooking. Uh, <laughs> So, but she can, whew. So, um, but I, I just appreciate them, and I appreciate you um, um, having me here and, and just welcoming me here. And, um, I am uh, the son of a uh, pastor. Uh, you might say I'm the founder of, uh, of my, our church was my mother. She was the founder. My father was, was in the military. He's in the Army, and... Um, she founded and built, had the church built there in uh, Dixon, Missouri. And uh, we just celebrated our 30th church anniversary last weekend. It was a wonderful time. We had some people come back who had been in the military. They left, and, and some of them came back and visited us for that occasion. It was just an awesome time. And, um, uh, but uh, I, I, was, I was saved at an early age and filled with the Holy Spirit by the age of 13. And, I thank God for um, the place and the part that he gave me in his kingdom. And how many of you are glad for the place and the part that he's given you? Amen. I'm glad to have a place and a part in his kingdom. Amen. We said the king is here. A king implies a kingdom. And when there's a king and a kingdom, those that are in his kingdom are subject to him. And... Uh, what the king truly desires is that those that are of his kingdom yield their wills to his will. The will of man is the most powerful, one of the most precious, dangerous, and powerful things that God gave man. The will of man. The will is what distinguishes us, a free will, distinguishes us 
from any other living thing in the universe. Especially here on Earth. <laughs> but um, a will distinguishes us because it, it, it makes us like God. He said in the beginning he made them but he made him in his, in his own image and his own likeness. And, his, and he did that as close to his own image and as close to his likeness as he possibly could without making him God. So then, God desires that, that, that he, being the king, would establish his kingdom on the earth, but he must do it through man. And then he gave, but he did something, he gave man a free will. The problem with the free will is that you can choose against the will of the one who gave you the will to begin with. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, kind of talk along those lines. Um, let's just have a few words of prayer and then we'll, we'll, we'll proceed further, okay? Lord, I thank you so much for your precious and holy and written word. Your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Your word is a solid foundation on which we can stand. Your word, Father, corrects our focus. Thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit, the author of the book. He inspired holy men of God as they wrote. And thank you, Lord God, for the person of the Holy Spirit who has come to live and abide within us and lead us and guide us into all truth. We ask you by your spirit to breathe upon this, the written word, to speak through the spoken word and reveal to us the living word, Jesus Christ. We open up our spiritual ears to hear and our eyes to see and our hearts to receive the truth that makes us free. Give us the word, Father. In Give us a word, Father, in due season to them that are in need. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And he makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. And that includes this place. Let everyone say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, would you say to me, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Would you say that again after me? The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Say it again. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. One more time together. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Say something good is about to happen to me today. Praise God. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. You have, have to have an expectation when you come to the house of God and, and to hear the word of God and to come in. Ooh, this, I love the praise and worship. Amen. Uh, when you come in with an expectation, amen, God, who is such a giver, will accommodate you. I, we've, we've taught, um, and I know the church is in, in general has, has taught giving and giving and giving, and but we have to learn how to receive. We've got to get better at receiving. Can you imagine this? The, God, is, God is such a giver. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he, that he gave. Romans 8, 30 says, he that spared not his own son but offered him up, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? James 1 and 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that 
giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, it shall be given him. God is a giver. Can you imagine God who loves to give what he would do when he finds someone who is willing and able and wants to receive? That excites God. And so just come with an air of expectation um, and, 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 and wanting to receive from God. I mean, he'll help you. He'll accommodate you. I mean, I've been in service. I preached one message, and someone came up to me after the message and said, oh, what you said up there about? And they said what, what I thought they were going to say part of my message. They said something, a completely different thought. I said, I didn't say that. You didn't you, you even. Was you even in the service? I didn't say that. But the Holy Spirit used my words, and they got what they needed from the Lord. <laughs> oh, I messed up my thinking I did such a good job. <laughs> Praise God. Well, say one more thing, and then we'll go on into the word. Um, uh, say it for me. The word of God is food for my spirit man. The word of God renews my mind. And the word of God brings life and health to my body. Praise God. Receive that. Receive that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it again. The word of God is food for my spirit, man. It renews my mind. And it brings life and health to my body. Well, praise the Lord. Turn to me to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 23. Hope I've done my preliminaries uh, in order and with the right protocol and procedure. But um, <laughs> I think I did everything I'm supposed to do when I do my introduction. Um, <laughs> 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 23. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. In fact, let's start, if you will, um, in the 16th verse, and we'll read down to the 20, 23rd verse. All right. Uh, when we get to the 23rd verse, would you read that, read that with me? I'll be reading out of the King James Version of the Bible, so if you have that, we'll read it. But um, I'll begin, in, and when we get to verse 23, um, just read that one along with me. It says, verse 16 says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God. It says, quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. In fact, read that one with me again, the verse 22. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And then verse 23, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read 23 together again. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul said here that I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find here the, 
um, the tripartite nature of man, that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Say that with me. Uh, man, and that includes woman, okay? Not to make it. Uh, is, is, this, is a spirit being. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And let's take a look at the 12th verse. Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 12th verse. It says this, Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper. The word quick there, let me back up, it means to be alive. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The writer of Hebrews says this, for the word of God is quick and powerful, and it says sharper than any two-edged sword. It says dividing asunder of both soul and spirit. Um, James says this, uh, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. The body and the spirit of man can be separated, but when that separation takes place, death occurs in the body. I just, just simply said that if you separate your spirit from your body, you'll die. The body will die. Um, uh, think about this. The word death in the New Testament simply means separation. Um, when he talks about the second death, talking about um, the lake of fire, the, that um, it's a separation Hell is a, a separation from God for eternity. Death is a, the second death is a separation from God for all eternity. Death is a separation. But, um, so you can separate the body from the spirit. But you can only discern between the spirit and the soul. And the only thing that can do that is the word of God. It discerns. Which means this, I simply, every time that you, if you have a person that has a, if you look in the Bible, when you see persons um, separated from their body, remember um, Lazarus in, 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 uh, in the bosom of Abraham and the rich man who was in Hades' hell. And um, there you, 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 there's, they are spirit beings, but they, their soul is always connected or always with uh, the spirit. They're, they, as far as I know, they are never separated, but they are distinguished. That's what it means when it says here. It is, um, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than each sword, even the dividing asunder of both soul and spirit. And it says, um, and then let's continue on, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, if you were to put this, uh, uh, put this on, if you're writing notes or if you uh, want to see this in your mind, put up, uh, you would put like this, uh, 
The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, even to dividing asunder of both soul, put soul up here on this screen, and spirit over here on this screen. Um, this is dividing asunder both soul and spirit, and then put on this category joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So then, in your soul is like a joint. What does the joint do? It connects, connects the bone, one bone to the other bone. And I don't know, I, I was teaching this at my, in my church and I, I said the femur, and one of the people in medical kind of almost laughed out loud, but they said, no, your femur's down here. You're, okay. I said, okay. Um, Anyway, this bone and this bone, they're connected by the joint. Just like this bone down here and the one up here is connected by a joint. So the soul is a connector. Um, it says joints and marrow. Marrow is what? It's the inside, of, inside your bone, and it produces blood. It produces. The Bible says in Leviticus, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And so the, the marrow is the innermost part of the bone, and it produces life. So that's why the Bible says well, the body without the spirit is dead, because the spirit brings life to the body. Um, soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts. Where are your thoughts at? They're in your mind, which gives us a clue what the soul is. The soul is your mind. Now, actually, your soul is three parts, too. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Say that uh, after me. Say, my soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. What is the soul? Very good. Okay, so then... Your will, the seat of your will is in your soul. Let me say this. The soul, um, oh, let, me, let me show you that. Ephesians 6, 6, Ephesians 6, 6. Sometimes we can find Bible definitions of words in, um, no, just bear with me. I'm going to bring this together and I trust you're getting something out of this. Ephesians 6, 6. Ephesians 6 and 6. I'm talking about the will being in the soul. Notice it says this, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Now that's a whole nother. We've been spirit and soul, now they've thrown the heart. And it's confused Bible teachers and preachers for years and, and they... Um, now, what I've been studying this spirit, soul, and body for, for just years, um, kind of off and on in here and picking up things here and there. And, um, so there's some things that the, the Lord's just in the last year, I thought, wow, um, that the Bible says concerning it. But um, notice that it's doing the will of God from the heart. Now, if you look up the word heart there, it is not the word 
cardia, which is in the Greek, the word cardia is the word for heart. Sometimes they translate it, but if you look up the word heart, you'll find it means, the, the Greek word is suke, which is soul. Suke, which we get the word, English word, psychology. Suke, psychology, the study of the mind. So you do the will of God from your suke, which means the will is, must be in the soul. I just wanted to show you that scripture. Now, okay, so, the, so the, the Greek word for soul is suke. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma. P-N-E-U-M-A, if you want, that's the, that the, that's the transliteration, I, that's what that's called. I, I looked that word up so I can say it um, and sound smart. <laughs> the transliteration of the Greek word soul from the Greek to English is suke. The transliteration of the word from the Greek that means spirit is the Greek word uh, pneuma, which we get pneumonia, which things, which are things that in, in the medical field, Where's Langston? Is he a doctor, isn't he? Is he not? Oh. It's, it's, it, it, it means breath. It, it, it affects your breath. Anything that's pneumonia affects your breathing, your lungs, your breath. So that's how we got the word. So spirit, actually, and um, I was talking to one of, one of the members called up and asked me about, because well, I explained soul, suke, which we get psychology. And then um, I explained um, the, the word for body, spirit, soul, and body is soma. That's the Greek word, that's the transliteration. Um, what is, why, what's the connection of the spirit uh, to the word pneuma? She said, because she's in the medical field, she says, why is that? That means breath in the medical field because they have the term pneumonia and other things like that. And I said, um, well, if you look back, and it just came to me while I was talking to her on the phone. Remember in the beginning when God created man and he formed him from the dust of the ground and he breathed, he breathed, from, now, you understand this? If God breathes something out of him, it is God. It is a spirit. God, Jesus said this, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Man is a spirit being because God breathed a part of himself into man. And he became a living soul. Now, the word soul back there, and in Hebrew, it's a whole another ballgame uh, field, but, but um, let's say this, it, it, the soul used in the Old Testament, most, uh, I'll say, a lot of times means life, just life. Man became a living being. Okay. So that's the connection that the spirit is from the breath of God, which is why we have the word pneuma. We have soma, as I said, is the body. It's which we get, you ever heard the term psychosomatic illness? It's an illness brought on by people's the state of mind. There's an experiment they did in, um, I believe this is in Europe, uh, where they had this football team or uh, athletes, a group of athletes, and they called them all in a room and, and had some doctors in there. He said to them, we have discovered that each of you guys, after they tested them, they said, we've discovered that each of you guys on this team somehow have contacted a rare virus, disease, and we don't know exactly what it is and what it does. 
after, in three days, and so they, they had to quarantine them. They had to, you know, they had roommates they could stay. After three days, they began to show up all these symptoms and weaknesses in their bodies. And, and the, um, two or three of them had, had already been, couldn't get out of bed. After about two weeks, almost the whole team was incapacitated. And they came back and said to them, you don't have anything. We just were doing an experiment. Now, <laughs> I think I'd be a little bit upset <laughs> if I was one of the team. But, but it shows that how powerful the mind is. And so, psychosomatic illness, that's what I was getting at. Psychosoma, somatic illness, is, is, a, is the mind affecting the body. And you understand this, your mind can, what you think in your mind will affect how you feel in your body. It's important that, that he says, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, lovely, pure, think on these things. Um, so, we have spirit, soul, and body, and then we, we've introduced, as it says in Hebrews, the term heart. First Peter, the, and we'll, we'll come back to the soul as the area we're going to deal with, but First uh, Peter, the second chapter, or the third chapter. The heart is um, a very interesting thing in the Bible because you, you understand it says in any, any uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh, so is he. As man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In the Hebrew, when you, when you see the term, they, they, there's two terms they use for the inner man. And you'll have to tell by context in the Hebrew what part they're talking about. I'm almost about to get ahead of myself, but uh, let's turn to First Peter, the second chapter, and I'm third chapter. And I just want to bring that out. As a man thinketh in his heart. Where do you think at? Where's your thinking at in your mind, which is also the part of the, the soul? Good. Ding, ding. Good, good. She got the answer. She got the prize. She, she got the prize. <laughs> so, first Peter, the third chapter. Uh, okay, verse 3. Third chapter, the third verse says, But whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning, plaiting of the hair, or wearing of gold, and putting on apparel. In other words, you shouldn't give more, more attention to the outer man than you do the inner man, is what he's trying to say here in, in a nutshell. Um, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. The spirit which is in the sight of God of great price. The spirit of man is the hidden man of the heart. Let me throw some scriptures at you. Psalms 119 and 10 says, With my whole heart have I sought thee, or let me not wander from thy commandments. Um, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and... All that is within me. David wanted to include his spirit man when he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and 
all that is within me. Let me say this, the heart, if the spirit is the hidden man of the heart, and we just, um, Hebrews said it, that the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow, thoughts and intents are of the heart. So then the soul and the spirit are, the combination is, is the heart. That's why he said, with my whole heart. He would include your spirit and your soul. He says here, the spirit man is the hidden man of the heart. In other words, you can't see him. So, the heart, then, is the combination of spirit and soul. And sometimes you'll have to, when something comes from someone's heart, when it talks about in the scriptures, you'll have to determine by context whether it's their soul or their spirit, or whether it's their whole heart, their soul and their spirit. Now, I'm talking about the will of God, doing the will of God. If, you, if a person is to do the will of God, then they must do it from their heart. I, I, I don't want to get really into the scripture because um, I'm still working on it. Um, but I'm going to say it. Um, Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Thou shalt love the Lord God with thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I'm not going to deal with that scripture, but I'm just letting you know that the heart is, is all of the inner man. And so people will do things with their whole, when people do things wholeheartedly, then they're all in it. They're, they're all in. Um, if I said to you, um, I, have a, I have a nutritious meal. And some of you think, oh, yes, oh, I would, we have a nutritious meal. I'll take that. Someone, some of you, I say, Let's, we're having a delicious meal. <laughs> you get a few more people in on it. But if I said I had a delicious, nutritious meal, now everybody's in. You're more in with that, right? When people do things with their heart, you can tell when they've been doing something. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When people have been meditating on something and doing something and involved in something, when you see them on the street, they're going to tell you about something. Whatever it is they've been doing. I mean, <laughs> you find somebody that, that, that um, knows about... Um, the computer technology, where's uh, Cornell? Oh, hey, Cornell, how are you doing, brother? <laughs> you, you, start, you start a question about something about technology, and Cornell will start coming out with the, <laughs> yes, the first thing he asks you is, did you delete your messages? And you, because he, people have memory problems, and he, He's the first thing he looks for. He's almost like a technical doctor, you know, for physician. But, um, but when people do things with their whole heart, you find that they, they become successful at doing it uh, because if their spirit and the soul is together. Now, I'm going to need to hurry. I need Casey. Would you come up, please? And I need another brother. Brother, you come help us. Okay, stay right there, there, and you stand here. All right. So we have here, this is all man. We have a, the spirit, the soul, and the body. Spirit, soul, and body. Uh, in order for... This is how it works. Um, let me get back there. Whenever 
the voice of your spirit man is your conscience. The voice of your spirit man. All these three have a voice. The, the, the voice of the spirit man is your conscience. The voice of the soul is your reason. It reasons. And the voice of the body are, is its desires. The, spirit, the voice of your spirit is your conscience. You don't hear much teaching about the conscience because I know many people don't want their conscience pricked or whatever. I'm not sure. But the souls, the voice of the soul, um, of your spirit, is your conscience. The voice of the soul, which is your mind, will, and your emotions, is your reason. And the voice of your body is its desires. Whenever the spirit or the soul needs to receive information, remember I started off by saying that the word of God is food for my spirit man? The only way that, that food can get to your spirit man is through the hearing and the seeing of the body. So when the body sees the scriptures, it says meditate upon his word. Um, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. That's Proverbs 4, 23. So in order for the spirit to receive information for its nourishment, it must get it through those, those five senses. The eyes, the ears, touch, taste, and smell. It gets information. Now, when the body gets information, it runs it through the soul. And the, from the, and the soul then relays it to the body. I'm sorry, spirit. Thank you. Better keep me on, on track because I'm, I'm got a lot of things going on right now inside. But um, so this is why whenever okay, understand this: the mind, will, and emotions is in the soul. The soul is also made up of your mind, as I said. But there's two parts to your mind. Okay, there's your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is like the iceberg. Most of it is underwater. I'm sorry, the subconscious mind is the part that's under the water. This is all one iceberg. Things that are in your conscious mind are, as far as we know, as, for lack of a better term, they're just, it's safe in your conscious mind because you can forget it if it's in your conscious mind. What the conscious mind does is it takes information and it feeds it to the subconscious mind. It takes from the conscious mind, takes information, and feeds it to your subconscious mind. If you do that enough times, let me use the computer term, what begins to happen is that it downloads that information. And then it's there permanently. The problem is that whenever you download something into the subconscious mind, it, it's like downloading something to your hard drive. And the problem with that is this, that if it's downloaded on your hard drive, even when you're not looking at it on the screen, it's in there running because it's in the hard drive. Now, I'm not a technical wizard or anything. I'm just giving you my best way of explaining this. Um, so then what's in the subconscious mind is really what most people, how they behave, how they live their lives. You ever uh, run into someone and then you, 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 have, you might say something to them and they re their response to you is 
almost out of the ordinary, it's an over-response or overreaction. It's because something has been downloaded in their past <laughs> into their subconscious mind, and when you said something, it pushed a button, and it came up on the screen in full color, and it came right out of their mouth. The subconscious mind this is why the Bible says, how shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Um, the Bible says, eschew evil. Needs to stay away from it. This is why his, his, his warning is always to youth, to young people, to stay away from evil things. Because when you're young and you're receiving information in your conscious mind, eventually it gets downloaded into your subconscious mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, in his subconscious mind, so is he. And so, uh, you, you're in, you, this is why when you're um, the, you're the person having an affair, they get a phone call. They're at the home. Phone call, boom. And all of a sudden, they're married. Knees start getting weak. Start going to the car. Now, what happens here is this, the, they received information through the phone call. The lady say, can you come over? He says, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not. Gets the information. So gets the information. And they start going, getting out of the house and going to the trouble. And the spirit gets the information from the soul. The spirit says, that's Soul, that is unrighteous information. Tell the body to turn around. That's unrighteous. That's not holy. You're going to mess up everything. The spirit is saying, the conscience is saying, tell the body, stop. The soul says, body, stop. And the body says, um, <laughs> I don't want to. First of all, its desires is what's talking. And when the body uh, starts talking to the soul, it says soul, it says it feels good. Where's your emotions at? In the soul. And, you, and, and the soul remembers that it feels good. And the soul and the body get together and they overrule the spirit. You're on your way. What you need is the spirit man has to be built up with the word of God. So, so the spirit man can say, soul, tell the body to turn around. <laughs> well, y'all gonna help me preach this, that's good. Um, now, go home, uh, go to prayer meeting, pick up your Bible, get something to eat, do something besides this. Just, you know, just something. Anything better than this. And so I think, I think we're good. Um, wait a minute. Now, what, what the Spirit has to do is, uh, this is why Jesus said, um, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. And then he said, take heed to what you hear. Because whatever the body receives, it goes to the soul. Now the, the soul remembers it. Once it hears it enough, it downloads it. When it hits the Spirit, the Spirit says, that's not righteous. That's not, tell, the Spirit will say, Tell the body, and this is what he has to say to the soul, because 
The spirit cannot control the body. The only way in which that happens is speaking in other tongues, okay? But that's a whole other lesson. So, the, the spirit has to say to the soul, tell the body to change the source of information. He said, take heed to what you hear. That's what Jesus is saying. He's got to change the source of information so that the body can hear something besides the phone call. You guys can have a seat. You're good. The only way that the spirit can receive knowledge, and, and just for the class today, <laughs> is receive knowledge is through what the body hears and what the body sees. And when there's something downloaded, I remember <laughs> um, distinguishing between your spirit, soul, and body is it's even even in my own whole man. Sometimes it's difficult. I was, um, but, but the Lord showed me this once that I was, uh, we were, it was way back during the, the Gulf War. And um, when it started, I had never been alive, at least I was in second grade when the Vietnam, my father came back from Vietnam when I was in third grade. But, um, but as far as an adult, my, that was the first war that I think that we were involved in it. So it kind of shook me. We're in the Gulf War, they started firing and, so, what, but what was happening, my mother, being the pastor of church, says, we're going to begin to pray, and we're going to come to the church at 5 o'clock in the morning on Monday, I think she said Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock in the morning. And when she said that, boom, my spirit, soul, and body separated and said this, had this conversation. The body said, that is too early in the morning. I'm going to be tired. Desires are speaking, the body is the Spirit said, prayer, five, early in the morning will I rise and bless your name. As the psalmist said, and my spirit was like, ooh, connection with God? Woo, that sounds good to me. And my soul was like, well, the, the, the body has a point here. You will be tired. But I remember whenever the spirit man begins to pray, things begin to work out a little bit better in our lives. And so, um, and then there's times, my, so all three of them began to speak. You can tell, you can, you can right now, as I said, after church today, you guys can go home, you go take a nap, eat, whatever. But tonight, we're going to come back here and have an hour of prayer tonight, here at church, 7 o'clock. Nell, <laughs> did you, did you, you, you got that? Your spirit might have said, oh, yeah, so all of us together the church praying together that's a, that's a, you know that's a strong church we pray together <laughs> your your body's like ain't church once enough today <laughs> i got some other stuff i want to do and the soul is like hmm well i see your point spirit and i see your point body i hope he doesn't really i don't know maybe he will <laughs> maybe he won't but um Whenever you are faced with any situation, you, you'll have a division of the spirit and the body if it has to do with righteousness or unrighteousness or God or devil or good and not good. Back to this, this the thing about the soul is that um, the heart in Proverbs where it says the man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Um, probably 
most likely is he thinketh in his heart is his subconscious mind. So is he. Because people are mostly, we are mostly uh, what is in our subconscious mind. When you, when you find that, it's, it's, it's amazing thing that when you, I, I, was, I, I go to this gym at, in Portland, where I um, go to work out there, and there's a guy in the gym there. And uh, I just started going, you know, going to the gym, and I, uh, I, I asked him one time, I said, Will you, won't you come to church with us? Come visit me at church. He's like, mm, I'm not a church type of person. I said, what does that mean? That was his first answer. He thought that's just enough to throw me off. I said, what does that mean? It means you don't need God? Is that what you're saying? He didn't want to say that. He's like, whoa. He didn't think the second question was going to come. I said, what does that mean? You don't need God? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, God woke. Um, and he said, well, he would come up with these excuses and says, well, you know, I drink. And, and so I said, so? Come to church. If you're doing that, you can do this, all right? Um, I have difficulties. And I says, he says, and the, probably the, 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 the church doors will, uh, he says, the church will probably cave in if I walk into it. I said, not in our church. Our church doors will swing wide open when you get close to the door. Our church will invite you in. Jesus, can't, Jesus was among the sinners and the drunkards and all those type of people. And he, in that same passage, he says, he says to, the, to, to them, the, the, the well do not need a physician. That's why Jesus was with them. He wasn't just there just to do, be, do what they're doing. He said, he said, those that are well don't need a physician. You look at that text, that context. But I asked him, I, says, I said to him, I come back the next day at the gym. You come to church? Now, there's another guy sitting in there, the manager. And um, I said to him, so, so how about it? You think about it? You want to come to church? Oh, no. In fact, I had a bad experience when I went to church. He said, what kind of church do you go to? I said, it's, well, it's Pentecostal charismatic. He said, oh, yep. That's, I, I was at a Pentecostal church one time, and they was casting out devils. And they said, if you are not strong in the spirit, he said, you, better, you shouldn't be in here. He said, so I left. And um, I said, well, he said, oh, I had a bad experience. At I says, we're not the same church as that was. I said, you don't want to worry about that at our church? <laughs> we have had demons cast out folks at our church, but he'll be all right. I'll just cover <laughs> um, I said, he says, um, yeah, I had a bad experience going to church. And I said, and then I was, I was just standing there, and I, as I was talking to him, and I didn't think about this, what I was saying, but it just came up out of my spirit. I said, you've had bad experiences with other things, and you've gone back to them. And he looked at me, and he said, what do you mean? I said, you drink? Haven't you been drunk? And were you been praying to the porcelain goddess? Oh, God, I hope, I, I, I promise not to do this if you'll just get me through this. The porcelain goddess, you know, that's toilet, and they're praying throwing up and all that. I said, you had experience like that, haven't you? And he just looked at me in silence and smiled. I said, you had a bad experience with that, but you still drink, don't you? And the other guy in the room just smiled. He went, oh, that was, I said, that was good. And then I said, oh, that was good. <laughs> I said that out loud, too. I said, I, 
what happens is that, that you're dealing sometimes with people's subconscious mind, what they've downloaded in experiences, what they've downloaded in past knowledge. So he had something, it was, there was just something in his life that, you know. And so just as, as of re recently, he, he, he's been saying, instead of me asking him, he says, you know, I might think about that going to church. Got enough of the seed of the word of God into him, enough of the, you know, working with his mind, his soul, downloading information. That's why it's careful. Um, the title of the message is, actually, is Media Matters. Media, the term media, which we get the term medium or middle, the soul is in the middle between the spirit and the body, or the spirit and the flesh. So it's the median. The spirit and the soul receive information from the body, and it goes through the soul, and the spirit says, if you have develop the word of God enough in you, the word spirit, your, your, in your spirit is your faith. That if thou shalt confess with thy, the, thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The term heart there implies your spirit being because your spirit is what's born again. Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So then, faith is in the spirit. And if you develop enough faith, which comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hear enough of the word of God, and you'll have to accept it as truth, but if you hear it enough, you'll begin to accept it as truth. Um, you'll begin to convince the mind, and it downloads. So then, He starts visually asking me, and, and while this is all, I'm going back to the gym and stuff. The manager, one time, we, we started just to decide to give out cards for a church, just invite people to church, just give out four cards to everybody in the week. And, you know, we, I, so I gave the card to people in the office there in the, at the gym, and I gave one to the manager, and uh, he said, oh, thanks for the invite. I think I'm going to come. Now, he's been in there the whole time I'm talking with this other guy. So I'm thinking the target is the guy. But also there's another target, and he came, and he starts coming to church. And the first time he comes up there, I said, anybody wants to come up to receive prayer? And he comes up, and so he find out he was, he was in church before. He just re, had to rededicate his life to the Lord. He's been getting away from God. God was after him, and he's still after the other one, too. I'm just leaving him there. But, but I said that story to say that I, had to, I realized that I'm dealing, sometimes you're dealing, that's about what the Bible says in Proverbs, you're dealing with the subconscious mind. He that winneth souls is wise. The spirit is easily won. You're born again in an instant. Once you accept Christ, you're born, saved. Your body is easily won. You're here at church today. Right? The soul, you can be in church and... And still not be here in your soul, in your mind. They used to preach, bring in your wandering minds. <laughs> and sanctified oath, bring in your wandering minds. Um, so then the, 
He that winneth souls is wise, because sometimes it takes the wisdom, wisdom to penetrate what is been downloaded in people's subconscious mind. And also, you can listen to the spirit. That's what happened when I said to him, um, you've had a bad experience with other things, and you went back to them. That was the spirit helping me to win his soul. His spirit does want God. This is why he wouldn't reject when I said, you don't need God. And so the, um, the soul is the median, medium between the body and the spirit. And it's the first, one, it's, it's, it's a component of media, the media. The media, you understand what I say, mean when I say the media, when you watch television, there are 120 channels, well, maybe you all have 150 channels or whatever, but there are 150 channels and all of them are after your soul. All of them. The radio people, they're after your soul. God is really still trying to win your soul. That's why you have to have the renewing of your mind. Your spirit can be born again, and still you have to have the renewing of your mind. Um, Um, Hebrews, oh, I can't find it. Um, the Bible talks about it in James or Hebrews that uh, you, they believe to the saving of their soul. Thought I had this in here. Yes, Hebrews ten thirty nine. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews ten and thirty nine. Turn there quickly. And we're, we're not going to hold the test where we think we ought to and we don't want to just prolong the time. Hebrews 10, 39. Hebrews 10 and 39. It says, But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Your soul is in a constant state of being saved. That's the renewing of your mind process. Well, you know, when we, even when you first got saved, now we were excited about God and I felt the weight of sin lift from me. Everything seemed brighter. But I had to still have the renewing of my mind process because I thought really from my first, after I first got saved, I thought, whew, we, we couldn't, we couldn't, um, we couldn't go to see the movies when I was young until a certain time frame. And then the music only had to be sanctified. Uh, my, my mom and dad, when they were coming up, you couldn't go bowling. Because stuff that happened at the bowling alley carried over after they got done bowling is the problem. If you weren't supposed to go to the dance, you, could, you couldn't do nothing. I said, what can we do? When I first, I didn't understand how much God loved me and that he's not waiting for me to mess up and go, bam! I said, no, don't you know better than that? Oh, God really loves me. 
and he wants to, like parents with their children. <laughs> with the, where's the, the Thomas's number three girl boy? They lied. <laughs> they do, they, they, I hear Lawrence sometimes, he'll raise his voice, and then he'll put honey at the end of it. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> but whether they're, they're taking care, they're, they're not really trying to hurt their children. They're really trying to help them. It just appears sometimes to the children from their perspective. <laughs> I see Brim Brim. <laughs> so, but God, I, it took me a while. I came to the point where I, I finally realized that God loves me. He wants to help me. He's, he's after my good. God, the, the, the benevolence of God is God seeking the good of himself and everything that he created. God is seeking the good of himself and everything that he created. And so he's seeking my good. I had to get that in my subconscious mind. The subconscious mind, just it's such a powerful thing. I was, I was at a friend's house and, um, did we? Oh yeah, we did. And I, we were having a consecration at our church. We were consecrating and, and I had I, I, just been years ago, more than 10, 15 years ago, and um, we were supposed to, no, we're not having, no sugar, no sugar. Just stay away from sugar. You know, that'd be good. So um, I went to a friend's house and I went over there to, we were going to watch a, a movie, a DVD, a movie, and, um, and his wife cooked. And after she got done cooking and we got done eating, we went to the living room to sit down and he brought, he said, would you like some cookies? I goes, nope. Even though I knew it were fasting, right? Um, so, he, he says, well, just in case you want some cookies, I'll just set them right here on the coffee table. And so I'm there watching TV. And then we're about 30 minutes into the movie. It's almost like I saw my hand go like this. They're chocolate chip cookies. And go like this. And I took a bite, and then all my spirit man said, what are you doing? And my soul and body went, It was like subconscious mind. After you eat, you should have dessert. And then also, I hadn't had sugar, anything sweet, for a few days. So the body's desires are talking. And they talk so loud, it took my spirit a while, a few seconds, by the time I bit into it to say, hey, what you doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the cookies down. John, you can take the cookies and put them somewhere else. The subconscious mind is like that. It, it just starts running and it's working. How do you, what do you do about that, though? What you got to do is either get a new hard drive. Now, that happens when you've been born again, and, but your mind still has stuff there. So that you, you can say that, that takes care of a, a lot of it. It's at least the, 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 the um, remission of sins removes that guilt and all, you know. But there are things still in your mind. Your mind was made your mind has two functions um, that are, that for this case, uh, it's, it, it has your, your imagination, which is designed for your future, and your memory, which is for your past, from your past. So you can remember things. Um, experiences of your past help you to obtain wisdom. So, in order for you to, how do you, Get rid of a download. Sometimes you can get you can get software and 
clean something out of your hard drive. It's hard to get rid of stuff from your hard drive, you know. Even if you have those deleted and do that stuff, they can find stuff in your hard drive. It takes really special care to, do, to delete the hard drive. But what you, what, what you want to really do is, and this is what God has been saying in his word, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. In other words, the word of God, if you will keep putting in your conscious mind the word of God, it'll essentially download. And then the strength of the word of God in your subconscious mind will overflow, override what's been, uh, what's been put in your subconscious mind through, through your, your sins and through the things that you've done in the past that have caused you to react the way you do to certain stimulus. So download, you have to, that's why he said, he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication and spirit, watching thereunto for all, all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Ephesians 6, 18, praying always. In other words, it says praying on every occasion. When I wake up in the morning, you know, when you wake up in the morning, that's an occasion. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank you. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. That's the song we sing at the church. Um, but when I wake up and I step out of bed, whoo! I could stand and walk. Thank the Lord. I don't know what song for that one, but uh, <laughs> walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. And then when I walk, go to the bathroom and turn on the water, hot water, thank God for water. Then thank God it's hot water. <laughs> Warm water. Whatever. You can thank God. Oh, brush my teeth. Thank God I got a toothbrush. Thank I got a teeth toothbrush. <laughs> All those are occasions. I'm not trying to throw off anybody if you guys don't. No, but, but all those are occasions in which you can pray or the prayer of praise and worship. So those are occasions. He's praying always. He's trying to get us so that that will begin to download. So what do you have a passion for? They that hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Bible says, shall be filled. What you have a passion for, if passion determines what you do when you wake up in the morning. If you have a passion to do something or to do what you do when you wake up in the morning, um, passion decides your uh, focus, what you focus on. Remember I said this last year, every battle in life is a battle of the mind, and the battle of the mind is for focus. Every battle in life is a battle of the mind, and the battle of the mind is for focus. That whenever, even when you're dealing with sickness in your body, it still wears on your mind. And really, that's where you got to get it turned around at, to meditating on the Word of God, thinking good things. You ever have, I remember, just your mind, I don't know what's wrong with our minds, just that, that, that whenever you encounter some things that you don't know about, we don't know, it seems our mind wants to go to the darkest, worst possible scenario. I was, um, my father, he passed away two and a half years ago, but... He had, um, he had gout it would, where he would only have once or twice a year. Um, and um, I, have, I had a Christian, at the Christian Camp's house where I went to college at, there was a place I went to um, 
my junior year and senior year. Uh, the Christian campus house is where I stayed at, his dorm. Um, they had the, our campus minister there was um, had gout. And um, I was, it was just a few years ago, I went, uh, I got some shoes that I hadn't worn in a long time, and I put those shoes on, I was walking around, I went someplace, came back home, you know, nothing, no problem. The next day, on the top of my ankle right here, I kind of felt a little pain. I was like, whoa, what's that? And then I, as I go on the day, you know, I was just, I put ice on it, and then uh, later on the day, it got worse. And so then I'm starting to plead the blood and say, in the name of Jesus, with the stripes I'm healed. All that. And, and then the, the next day when I woke up in the morning, I'm like almost limping. And the thought occurred to me, you've got gout. Oh, no, I said, I don't got gout. I do, not accept, I do not accept that. I do not receive that with his stripes. I'm healed. I, I was binding the devil and quoting the scriptures on healings. Jeremiah 30, 17, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, saith the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Psalms 107 and 20, he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from destruction. And so I'm fighting this. Um, and then the third day, I'm like, what is going on? I'm having problems. And so I finally, I go to the doctor. The doctor goes, he says, um, well, Mr. Proctor, um, did you do anything different? I, says, I said, well, the other day, I said, because the campus minister said whenever he was going along and he changed his diet and he ate something that he didn't know, wasn't used to eating, he said sometimes his gout would go off. I said, well, I, I remember eating some pork and some, uh, that I, I don't always eat that, but I have sausage and bacon. Uh, oh, sorry, I wasn't supposed to mention food. They told us at Bible school, don't say food. Bring in your wandering minds. Bring in your wandering minds. Don't go to the eat yet. Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> so, so, I'm, and so I said, I'm, I was thinking that in my mind, I, and he said, what else? Did you do anything different? I go, oh, yeah, Monday, I, I think, he said, Wow, I wore these pair of shoes I've worn a long time. He says, oh, he says, yeah, that's it, Mr. Proctor. He says, you actually, your shoes, they must have rubbed on that all day, and you have a ligament that's simply strained. It automatically started getting better then. <laughs> but because of my mind, didn't know what it was, it went to gout. And my father's having difficult sometimes with his gout. <laughs> But when you don't know what it is, sometimes just, just a medical appointment will help you just get healed. I mean, just get, just to find out what it is. There's nothing wrong with that. You go to the doctor to see what, see what it is. But I just said that because in our sub, something in our subconscious mind seems to want to paint scenarios in the worst possible way. You ever have a headache and have it more than an hour or two? And you think, what's, the, what's an aneurysm? So start looking up brain tumors. It's not a tumor. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger? And, Kindergarten cop. <laughs> the kid's like, it's a tumor. He says, it's not a tumor. <laughs> but your mind, it just seems to want to go those dark places. And so, um, so then you have to always renew your mind by the word of God. Begin to meditate on the word of God. And one of the first things that I, I think it, it, it caused, helped me to see the kind of change that it produces is 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the fourth through the eighth verse about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy and boast. Read that. Meditate on that. It'll bring a, uh, I mean, just, just a change in your behavior, attitude toward people. 
You know we need to walk in love, right? We need to walk in love to people, even people that you don't like. <laughs> so, but the download, it, it, so you want to have it, that's why he said praying always. Then he said meditating in his word, day and night. That's at least twice a day. Day and night means at least twice a day. If you just took it face value and literally, it's twice a day, day and night. So that's what we want to, want to that's, uh, that's, that's our remedy. Now, as I said, the soul is the media, medium, but also there's the media which impacts your medium. And that's what they're after, your soul. The devil has blinded the minds of them which believe not. The devil's always attacking where he attacks is in your mind. He'll have you thinking stuff about folks. They didn't give me a hug after church today. They, they looked right at me and walked right by me. They might have been thinking about their gout. Oh, no, oh, cast that out. I'm sorry. Don't, not gout. <laughs> but yeah, the, and the devil can play with your mind and do things like that all the time. You, but you'll have, to, you'll have to learn to go back to the word of God. Think on what's good. Give people the benefit of the doubt. And, and so, now you, you know, after a pattern, after pattern, you can see what people, you know, some folks, you, you get bit by a dog two or three times, you need to not go into where his chain only goes this far, just, just how far you go. But you understand what I'm saying. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't always think the worst. I'm about to close. The only way to correct bad or unrighteous information is to download new information, to drown it out, to override it. In fact, you must replace the old habits with new habits. This is why whenever people have it's drugs and alcohol and in us, and smoking, just those kind of things, they have reoccurrences of it, not necessarily because the body is desiring, because the, the soul remembers it. And something sometimes triggers that and pushes that button that's been downloaded. They've been doing it for a long time, even when they quit. Most people that have habits, they relapse, no matter what it is. You ever try, I'm trying to change this thing of going to bed at 1.30, and they did not help me. I did not help them. They're trying to also adjust that. But, but uh, um, you, you, you'll have to find out what it is, and, and you'll know the things. Have the Holy Spirit help you. Just ask him. Just ask him. I ask all the Spirit stuff all the time now. Because if you don't ask questions, you won't get answers. And questions are one of the keys to life. Questions, a problem... Um, can hide from anyone and anything except for the right question. An answer, a problem, can hide from anyone and anything except for the right question. If you ask the right question, you will get the right answer. These kids at the youth center, I worked at the youth center, and there's a young man there, and he, one of the kids goes, hey, he's got my phone. And I'm hearing this, he's talking, you know, I said, he's messing with his friends, they're playing around. Mr. Thaddeus, he's got my phone. I was like, oh, Lord. These kids are middle school, high school. I said, I go to the young man, and I know what he's going to do already. I said to him, I says, where's the phone? I didn't say, 
give him back the phone. I didn't say, do you have his phone? I said, where's the phone? And he answered as if I said, do you have his phone? He says, I don't have it. I said, I didn't ask you, did you have it? I said, where is the phone? I, don't go, I, don't ha- I didn't ask you that. Listen carefully. I said, where is the phone? Because you know where it is. Even if you gave it to one of your friends, if you put it behind the couch, you know where it is. And I said, and you want to be honest because it's not good to be dishonest. And he said, he smiled and didn't want to say anything. Because the right question will find the, the answer. And the problem can hide from anything and anyone except for the right question. Always ask questions. Jesus asked questions. And when they asked him, what? Remember that Jesus was at the temple and the parents was gone? They, they were traveling in the caravan. They came back and said, what? why have you dealt with us this way? He said, he answered their question with a question. Don't you know I should be about my father's business? He was, what, he was, Jesus was in the temple with the doctors and lawyers. He was what? Questioning them and answering questions. Jesus loved questions so much he answered questions with questions. Because questions are one of the keys to life. And if you want to know what it is that's keeping you from making progress in your life, ask the Holy Spirit. And he'll show it to you, and then he'll show you the counter to it so you can download the right information. That's why I was saying that. All right? Praise the Lord. I think we're going to stop right here. We're good. Um, praise God. Well, bless the Lord. Thank God for the word. And If you will, if you mind um, standing this time, let's pray. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. Just bless the Lord. Father, we thank you and bless you and praise you. Thank you, Lord God, for the word. We thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit who has unveiled, revealed the word of truth, the word of life to us today. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for your help. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have given us the revelation of your word, illumination in our hearts and in our minds. Hallelujah. I ask that you, Holy Spirit, would water the word that has been sown and planted in our hearts so that it might bring forth fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You can put your hands down. Just just meditate on him. Just think about him. Praise the Lord. In fact, while you're just with your eyes closed, and just have a seat where you are. Just, Just meditate and think about him. The goodness of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Say after me, the presence of God. Say it again, the presence of God brings strength to my spirit man. The presence of God brings soundness and peace of mind. The presence of God brings life and health to this body. Amen. Say that again after me. The presence of God brings strength to my spirit man. Place your hands on your head and say this. The presence of God brings soundness and peace of mind. Then place your hands on your body. The presence of God brings life and health to this body. 
and I receive that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Mind if I pray with you guys? Yep, sure, of course. Just step right over here. Can you two come on? Stay right there. Right there, right there. I pray for the first one. And what's your name? Henry. Henry. he's praying let's just worship the Lord let's just worship the Lord just let the Lord work he's working mm-hmm. yes come on let's sing that together
just stand to your feet. Let's just stand to your feet and honor the Lord one more time. In your presence. Father, we love your presence. Father, we love your presence. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. The joy you're looking for is in his presence. And if his presence resides in you, and that presence has been in you, then there's that joy. It's in him. You find your joy. You find your peace. You find your security. You find your value. You find your purpose. You find that patience. You find that place in him and no other place. Father, we thank you. Just lift your hands. Let's just thank the Lord. Lord, we thank you for the deposit that was made this morning. Lord, we thank you for the teaching of the Word of God. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints, that teaching gift, that line upon line, precept upon precept, the soul, the spirit, the body, the mind, the will, the emotions, the reasoning, the appetites of the flesh. Lord, we thank you for clarity that was brought forth this morning. We thank you that that line upon line, those seeds and those images and those that that those uh, that software that's been redownloaded into our hard drive started that that process started to this morning. And as we meditate. And as that word begins to do, you said some watered, some uh, Apollos planted, uh, some, but God gave the increase. We thank you that the Holy Spirit will cause that thing to grow. Now the interesting thing about a seed is that a seed in and of itself does not have the power to grow. If you look at a seed... In all the examples in the Bible, the seed that was planted, see, that's a great, that, that, that word is a seed. It, it's, there's life in that seed. There's power in that seed. There's transforming, purpose-driven, divine destiny, thought patterns. I mean, everything that was in, in, encapsulated in that seed of the Word of God. But do you know the difference in that seed? What's going to make the difference is the quality of the soil. Now, you can receive that seed and walk out of here and be like, boy, that was a good word. Glory to God. What was it about? I don't, something about something about the body and, and the spirit or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was good. And you'll let that thing sit there 
and you won't water it, and you won't give it no sunlight, and you won't nourish it, and then three weeks will go by, and you won't remember nothing, but he had three people stand up here, and that was it. The quality of the soil is what makes the difference. The quality of the soil. So it's our responsibility to now take that seed and say, you know, that, that's good, and we make a decision out of the... What's funny is when we confess those same things that he was having us confess, what do we say, Lord, we thank you that this word, I make a conscious, willful decision to allow that seed and that word to govern what I think, what I say, and what I do. And so now that word that was sown, man, I'm telling you right now, that word that was sown in my I'm thinking, okay, so if I want to get to here, if that's my heart and my I'm going to have to train my spirit to tell my soul to shut up, to tell the body to turn around. I'm going to have to exchange my time for something that I desire other than the things that I don't desire. See, so those things are going on in me, and I'm stirring them up, and I'm saying, Lord, help me. You know, Lord, Father, thank you, Lord. So in the morning, I'm going to be like, okay, what, what am I going to do? Father, thank you that I'm up in the morning. I'm alive. I'm going to allow that seed. I'm going to water that seed. We're going to go home. We're going we're gonna to eat, right? That's what we're going to eat. We're going to leave. We're going to eat. Then we're going to go home, and I guarantee you that it's going to come up in conversation. We're going to be riding. My brother, that was good. Man, I like what you said about this. And, and he's going to say, well, you know what I was seeing? I saw this. Never saw this. Never said that. What are we doing? Watering that word. Watering that seed. Watering that seed. That's our responsibility. And that's where the transforming and the life renewing that takes place is when we do that. So, Father, we just commit right now to do our part. And our part is to meditate upon that word. Our part is to everything that we see, everything that we say and we hear, to allow that to come in, those things which only nourish us. Think only on those things. Meditate on those things that are holy, that are sanctified, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of worth and of value, because that is the nourishment and feeding of our spirit that will cause us to be able to live our life and to govern our life, what we think, what we say, and what we do according to the Word of God. We thank you for it. We thank you for the truth impartation this morning. Now, like always, whenever we have a guest speaker, we always want to give the opportunity to be a blessing and to sow a seed. He's deposited some things in us. He's, he's never come and never said, oh, I'll come if. I've actually never had anybody say, if they ever said that, I'd probably be like, well, I'm going to need to pray about that. No one that's ever come has ever had any expectations. We want to be a blessing. We want to honor the man of God. We want to honor and reverence that. And so I want to give you that opportunity as we dismiss. If you want to sow into his ministry, if you want to be a blessing to him, we're going to designate the box right there on the back of the wall. Just put on there guest speaker. If you can't remember how to spell his name, Thaddeus, just put on there guest speaker. Well, Whatever cash you want to put back there, that's fine. But we want to be a blessing to him. And last but not least, uh, Monday night will be the men. Uh, Bill's Connect Group will be meeting on Monday night here, uh, as well as the other three that meet on Wednesday night. I want to encourage you to get involved in the Connect Groups. If you're not involved, uh, church is about more than just meeting here on Sunday. 
church is the people. Church is relational. Church is relationships. I have a relation. We have relationship with this brother, not because we go to church with him, but because we are the church. We are the family of God. So I want to encourage you to get involved in those connect groups Monday night and on Wednesday nights. Amen. How many of you think that what was deposited was great, was wonderful this morning? It was good. Thank you, brother. Just stretch your hands forth towards him. We're just going to bless him and pray over him. Lord, we thank you for the deposit that was made. We declare fruitfulness in every area of his life. Lord, I know the man. I know what he's done, and I know how he has served you. Father, I thank you that you are continually opening the doors and exposing that gift to the body of Christ. We thank you, Father, that the gift of God will make room for the man of God. And I thank you that you are making room. That gift is making room for him. We speak blessings over him, over his family, over the church. Mighty, mighty increase in the days ahead in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Well, listen, you go and be blessed. and We will see you this week.